0: Welcome back to another episode of the Corporate Cowboys Podcast. My name is Alex, your host, as always. Today's date, a little proof of life, I've got to give it to you up front. It's Monday, September 11. Bam, bam, bam. It's 2023, though. What is that? 12 years? 12 years later of never forgetting and getting psyoped every other year? <laughs> Anyways, anyways, war is war, business is war, you're born into a corporate war, don't you fucking forget it. It is corporate media after all, right? The world is a stage, so they say, and very little of it is real. Believe half of what you see and none of what you hear. (laughs) All right, if you're not familiar with the format of this podcast, it's geared toward professional development. I mean, as much as it is a form of therapy for myself, a chance, a chance to get away, to get away from the world for half an hour, you've got 30 minutes of a free consult. You can take a peek behind the curtain of what a corporate, uh, what a professional consultant does day-to-day with clients. Now, in our case you and I, you the listener and I the speaker, will take a hypothetical client and analyze their issues, their problems, what they might be facing in corporate, okay? And I pulled these questions really off of Reddit. I think Reddit is a wholesome enough, not not a wholesome enough, how about an integral enough, integrated enough sample size sample size, sample population size, that uh, it has enough real users. Granted, there are some bots. There's bots on every social media platform. Whether we like it or not, and whether or not it's AI generated, some of these prompts are fairly well written. So, so long as they give us sufficient detail to inform some kind of opinion, That's what I'll be doing. What would a corporate cowboy do, you ask? Well, that's gonna be to give you a little insight on how to navigate, strategize, plot and plan to infiltrate, exfiltrate, navigate through corporate. Okay? A little legal disclaimer up front is that none of what I say, none of what we post, none of what we publish, Should be construed as legal advice We do not condone any wrongful activity We do not promote any illicit wrongdoings Okay with that being said We take these as hypothetical clients Okay So you, You can't say gangster rap made me do it I mean if you see me cobbling together a shoe And you think you could lace that bitch up and run with it I mean, you've got to keep in the back of your mind. It may not be a perfect fit. It needs to be fit to your situation. It needs to be fitted, made tailored to your situation. If you're not following us on social media, you should. We're on Instagram. It's at Corporate Cowboys with a Z at the end. At Corporate Cowboys. We're on Patreon, that's the Corporate Cowboys podcast. You can subscribe to any number of those tiers there. We're on Rumble, that's the Corporate Cowboys podcast. You could also find us on x.com, formerly aka known as Twitter, right? And uh, what else are we on? I mean, there's a couple of donation links floating around, a cash app, PayPal, Venmo as well as uh, a physical, ooh, a little, little receipt, a little PO box, a postal box that you can write to us and send items of questionable value. That's PO Box 3372, Rancho Cordova, California, 95741. Hey, I'm... I'm getting pretty efficient with that intro. I'm getting pretty efficient with that, with that information block. What five minutes? And typically, I'll put it at the end, or I'll, you know, I'll sparse it, I'll intermingle it in between, I'll commingle it with the message. But I figured I'd give it to you up front, so I guess for this one, you'll only know in hindsight. You could have fast forwarded the first five minutes if you didn't want to hear me go off on our contact information, and the mission and whatnot. Today's question is coming from r slash career guidance. And they're asking for a little guidance, I take it, otherwise they wouldn't have posted it in the subreddit. They're asking, they're quitting. They're quitting after eight years without notice am I wrong are you wrong to quit without notice I mean unless unless you have a contract let's put it this way from from the legal perspective right unless you have a contract that uh, might penalize you that might put some kind of liability on you for leaving or terminating the contract prematurely I think you're in the clear pretty sure you're in the clear they can't do shit about it if in your employment contract there is some type of provision that says uh, if you terminate this employment agreement without good cause or just without cause i mean you know you could condition or qualify what is good and what isn't you could define good in a contract as to what constitutes good cause but if there is any type of provision that covers Any kind of cause where you leaving without any kind of cause imposes a penalty on you, you may be in the wrong. Or if you do have cause, and any number of outcomes here are possible, but if you do have cause to quit, then you may be... Required to submit to arbitration. To arbitration or mediation of some kind, right? Some kind of uh, formal exit interview or severance interview. Yeah, it's, it's an exit interview of sorts. Maybe you get a severance, maybe you don't. Depending on who initiated the termination, right? And then... Monday. It's it's been a fairly long Monday, but we're still putting in work. This is just the beginning of the day for us. (laughs) We're already we're already putting in work. I'm looking forward to my first cup of coffee. So, you don't you're not necessarily in the wrong for leaving without notice. I've known individuals. leave without notice and uh, they've been pretty key figures again so long as they're not violating their employment agreement and even if they are violating their employment agreement some people just don't fucking care or or might be justified in not giving a shit right if they're leaving a situation that was putting their professional reputation in peril right if you're not the fucking captain of the ship don't don't bank on the captain covering your reputation i feel like in corporate as it is in a lot of conflict leaders who lack integrity and leaders who lack virtue are the ones who uh, jump ship as it's sinking. Very few leaders will go down with the sinking ship. And so, as a professional, if you are not a leader, you must be weighing your options to exit, to leave. And you don't want your reputation tied to that. That's understandable. I'm just ranting on the title. Alex, how about you fucking read the prompt? (laughs) The body on this one is relatively, relatively long. It's a decent length. It's a couple of, what, six, seven paragraphs? So I'm not going to take my time. But, as always, as I read through this and something goes off, if something goes off in my head, I will, um, I'll comment on it. <laughs> Alex fucking yawning. That's funny. So, our hypothetical client starts with the best job becomes toxic. Damn, that sucks. For a title, for a, a, a heading, that sucks. They write I've been working for the same company for over eight years as a lead developer. I loved my job and I really enjoy working with most of my co-workers. I was directly and indirectly responsible for a lot of significant website development and streamlining various processes for them. Overall, this was a role that I had enjoyed despite having to commute a total of three hours each day. Two years ago, my daughter required... Hold on, hold on, hold on. Overall, this was a role that I had enjoyed, despite having to commute a total of three hours each day. To me, that tells me that they weren't going to multiple locations, right? They're going to like one work site, and that work site is one and one half hours away from their home. And so they're on the road three hours, if not more. I I wanna say, you know, give give or take for traffic conditions. But three hours a day is nothing to fuck around with. They continue. Two years ago, my daughter required surgery and the following day I fell and broke my arm. I was late for an important meeting the next day. I was issued a written warning and placed on a probationary period. What? Two years ago? Two years ago would make it six years into the game. Six years into the game. And they don't have the fucking professional, or I guess you don't garner that professional respect that comes with six years plugging away. Six years of seniority. Six years of being... A shit-eating grunt. I think I know what it is. It's anxiety. Alex. Alex is anxious. Alex is eager. I'm not sleepy. I mean, I could probably fucking pass out. Anytime, any, anywhere, right? But for the most part, I'm... I'm... <laughs> i notice that i'm looking around i'm kind of geeked i'm a little eager for something to happen but it's more so anxiety so they continue two years ago my daughter required surgery and the following day i fell and broke my arm i was late for an important meeting the next day i was issued a written warning and placed on a probationary period that should have been enough of a warning for me but i Put it behind me. Amen. Hey, fam. We've all been there. We've all been there. In a vulnerable position of sorts. Especially when you've got a daughter that's ill. And you yourself have got issues. Physical issues. You've hurt yourself physically. They caught you at a vulnerable time. And what? They made you sign a write-up. I mean, that's what it might feel like, but ultimately it's your choice to sign it or not. More on that later. So, having signed it, you've kind of, uh, you kind of signed away your own, I would say death warrant, but really what's going on is uh, it's a warrant to, it really is a warrant that's putting you on notice that. If you get caught lacking, they won't hesitate to throw you out the building. If you get caught lacking, they won't hesitate to disavow you, no matter how much work you've put in for the syndicate, how much work you've put in for the organization. It happens. It happens. Don't expect corporate to have your best interests in mind. You've got to protect and look after your own best interests. Now, it should have been enough of a flag for you if they were not willing to just give you like a little slap on the wrist or a, a verbal warning before escalating into a written warning. I mean, who's to say what comes after written warnings? Maybe it's other written contentions of sorts it could be something decisive something executive something final it could be you getting fired right any kind of disciplinary action that's available to them it's available to them it's available to them right off the bat Unless, again, unless you go back into your employment agreement and you figure out how these situations should be playing out with respect to your employment agreement there at the organization. So they continue, fast forward to a Thursday night a few months ago. My wife suffered a major heart attack. That sucks, maybe she uh, forgot to get her. uh... I took her to the hospital where she was placed in a medically induced coma, connected to a ventilator and had a pump inserted into a major artery to help relieve the workload on her heart and had an angioplasty performed with two stents inserted. I called my boss that night and told him what was happening and that I would not be coming back into work for the foreseeable future. I sent our group an update on Sunday. Her condition was still critical, and she was still comatose in the ICU. She remained that way in the ICU for a solid week. Okay. I mean, I didn't hear it back from the boss. I don't know what the boss said. I do know that the boss expects figures. So, most bosses will be number oriented when service representatives are going to be more emotional. A-, a little bit more service, really. Servicing the human as opposed to servicing products. Sorting sorting clients as opposed to sorting products right so you'll be relying a little bit more on your uh, prowess for persuasion as opposed to logic and uh yeah just just logic really i mean there's tact in both of them but there's gonna be less logic working working with people because some people are just irrational like that. I emailed them again. They continue. I emailed them again later that week for another update. After the eighth day of missed work, that is sick and vacation days that were used, my boss calls me and tells me that we need to have a meeting with HR that afternoon. I was placed on another probationary period and written up yet again. Okay, that that right there. I think using up your uh, your PTO or your medical sick leave. I mean, by law, it's yours. By law, it's yours to use, right? It's a family emergency. <clears throat> then again, by law, Family emergencies can begin and end. They have a begin date and an end date. So if you have no way, if you have no other way of planning around, you staying out of the office to visit with your wife in the hospital, and management doesn't hear from you or hear about you, you know, they're they're going to grow a little concerned. They're going to grow impatient worried So it's not their fault really when you think about it It's I want to say it's the luck of the draw. It's just how how the, the the circumstances unfold and that becomes a test, a trial a tribulation for yourself. I mean, you've got your wife sick, you're running out of sick days. I don't know if your wife also wins bread, is a breadwinner, contributes to the household income. We don't know what the situation is looking like, but you have kids regardless. So having to juggle work affairs, home affairs, activities with your children, Activities in the house, activities outside of the house. It's very different. This is very different. And for that, I believe you need friends. If you don't have any, it's a lot difficult to have your image carry you in corporate. But when you have friends, you have. Amigos, let's say. You are more likely to be uh, better off. Better off at work. You'll have slightly more coverage. You'll have a better reputation, a repertoire of working with individuals, working with people. All in all... That is what we're looking for, after all, as a corporate cowboy. When, when and if you're in a tight bind, you're in a squeeze of some kind, you can rely on your associates to pull through for you, to run the ball for you. Even if they're not your superiors or your subordinates, they're going to be Associates, Regardless So They continue They write Fast forward to a Thursday night A few months ago My wife suffered a major heart attack I took her to the hospital Where she was placed in a medically induced coma Major artery Two stents called my boss. We'll be having a talk with HR. Okay. Her condition was still critical and she was still comatose in the ICU. She remained that way in the ICU for a solid week. I emailed them again later that week with another update. After the eighth day of missed work, that's sick vacation days my boss calls me tells me we have to meet with hr placed on probation told me that there comes a time when i just have to decide what is more important my job or my wife god damn that sounds cold sounds cold that may or may not be why i am or am not married that may or may not be why I say business is war, corporate war. We're all born into this. Corporate runs our lives. It dictates the decisions we make day to day. So of course it matters. But just like your family life matters, you've got to come to terms with the fact that what you do professionally is how you will live personally. And that means money, connections, your network, your net worth. All of that matters. The next paragraph says, or no, actually that same paragraph I just failed to finish. He told me that there comes a time when I have to, I have to, I have, where I just have to decide. I just have to decide. <laughs> I need some coffee. I just have to decide what is more important, my job or my wife. I was to come back into the office five days per week or I would be fired. Ooh, that turns me on. That gets me up. Wanting to kick some doors in. When they give you a do this or... Right? The, the the subtle threats, and that ain't even a subtle threat. I mean, if it was said over the phone, that eh, shit's a subtle threat, that's all words. But they want to put that down on paper, they want to put it in an email where other motherfuckers could read it. That's a threat. I might have to act. I might have to act and uh, deploy some countermeasures is what I'm saying. I'm not saying get violent. I'm saying deploy some countermeasures of your own so that this doesn't blow up in your face. The HR lady, they continue, the HR lady suggested that I take FMLA leave, which I did. I have heard that the manager talks about how projects will move forward once I am back in the office. I intend to use every last PTO day I have left. Then. I will return my development laptop and quit nothing wrong with that there is nothing wrong with that so long as you're getting paid if you're even keeping that development laptop and you're working with it so long as you're getting paid that's really all that matters In the interim, they continue. In the interim, I was contacted by a recruiting agent that told me of a job opportunity only minutes away from where I live. I interviewed with them a couple of times and they offered me the job. The new company is more than willing to wait a couple of months for my my wife to get through the bulk of her medical appointments before I start working there. I will start there in just over a week from now. Wow, I'm kind of jealous of this, I don't know, this puppy, this, this, uh, I mean, you should feel happy. Tail a-wagging. Go dog. So from nothing, as if from the ether, you get support. You get some backing of your own. Where you don't, need, you don't need to be in a situation, in a place that's putting the screws to you because you're experiencing life at its worst, right? Your wife is dying, facing some horrible and serious medical issues. The one person who sounds like they're chill, who sounds like they give a fuck, which is the HR lady, insists that you take FMLA and that is by law. They can't fire you for for taking it. You're protected by law, right? So even if your manager is mouthing off, saying that when you return, all this work will get done, And yet they're expecting you to return and return and return and nothing that they set aside is really getting done. Then it also begs the question. I think it's good that you leave without notice so again depending on how big your team is you may or may not be uh as valued right you may think you're hurting them but you're not you may not even be wanting to hurt them the fact that they're talking about you that the projects will be completed when you return from wherever it is you're going that's even if they said it before you left Otherwise, they're still expecting you to come in before you take your FMLA, right? So if you're asking, am I wrong to not extend the professional courtesy of a two-week notice here? I feel that my employer did not care about my situation, so why should I care about a notice? And then leave a PS, actually. PS, my wife is recovering and doing well thus far. Her outlook is good. As to your question, is it a lack of professional courtesy? I think it would be if the employer wasn't a fucking dick about it, right? I think this goes back to to leadership, really, what it means to be a leader, what it means to run an organization competently, capably, what it means to be a leader. The difference between a leader and a manager. A manager, I mean, depends on if they have the authority to hire or fire. But they might be pulling their fucking hair out. Stressing over, yo, when is Alex going to come back to work? Right? But a leader, a leader finds solutions. Or a leader knows how to do it themselves. A leader knows to get additional manpower. Or I guess to get to get additional bodies on the issue so that not everything is dependent on this one developer that's out of the office with a family emergency and may be out indefinitely, right? When that occurs, I don't know, That's a, it's a little short-sighted for a manager not to see that they might possibly not return to the office if their wife's health doesn't pick up. Now, it's possible that the manager isn't married. It's possible that the manager is married and doesn't give a fuck about their own family either, right? But to put that kind of decision in front of an employee, essentially telling them, you know, it's it's either your livelihood or your livelihood, right? Because your work and your family, that's, two of the greatest things that we have to look forward to as professionals. And if you're not able to enjoy either one of them comfortably, you've got to ask yourself what the fuck is it worth? Because it's apparent that the manager is making the decisions for you. And they're taking away your professional autonomy. Your professional independence to make that decision. Trying to paint you into a corner. You have to pick your career or your wife. I mean, really you can't live with either. But if they can't work with you and come up with the creative solution, what the fuck kind of manager are you working with? And that tells me a lot about the place that you're leaving. I think no notice is just the right amount of notice. <laughs> yeah, I trailed off a little bit in the middle there, but I had to uh I had to bring it back to center. I'm gonna wish you guys a great rest of your day or fam. It doesn't fucking matter. We're all the same in the eyes of corporate and in the eyes of God. Take care of yourself. I'll catch you next time.